the Spanish claim, but the religious authority underpinning it. However, Coligny's exiles had found Florida untouched by the Spanish and settled themselves on the banks of the River of May, now called St. John's River, near modern Jacksonville, on a pleasant open space covered with various kinds of grasses and plants. They called their new home Fort Caroline, after France's Catholic King Charles IX, in the hope of forestalling reprisals. Old Chaleur had arrived the following year with another consignment of refugees on a supply ship captained by Jean Ribot, a prominent Huguenot, as well as one of France's most accomplished seamen. Conditions for the newcomers turned out to be less Elysian than advertised. The hundred or so settlers who had been there a year had run out of supplies and were living off wild fruits, berries, the occasional crocodile, and goods stolen from the local Indians. There were also reports that the Spanish had been tipped off about Coligny's project and had sent a fleet, which was even now roving the coast. Over the coming weeks, Chaleur joined a team of workmen who, under the direction of John de A, master carpenter, tried to reinforce La Caroline's fragile palisade. The state of the fort's defenses was pitiful. The triangular layout was breached in two places, along the western side and the long southerly wall facing the river, where the foundations for a grange to store the settlement's artillery and munitions lay partially built. The weather hampered the workmen's efforts. Daily deluges washed away the embankment supporting the palisade wall, and intervals of baking sunshine were too fleeting to allow the damage to be repaired. Meanwhile, the surrounding landscape became more and more saturated. Rivers burst their banks. Meadows became marshland. And so, on this September morning, Chaleur faced another day of hard labor in the remorseless rain. Nevertheless, he managed to rouse himself, put on a damp and rotting cloak, and gather his tools. A few hundred yards away, beyond the curtain of incessant rain, Don Pedro de Menéndez de Aviles lay in wait at the head of a column of five hundred soaking, disgruntled, but well-armed Spanish troops. Menéndez was a Spanish noble and naval commander. He had arrived in Florida with a fleet of Spanish galleons a few days before Ribot, with orders to exterminate the Lutherans and establish himself as Adelantado, or Governor of Florida, which King Philip II of Spain declared extended all the way from the Keys, on the southernmost tip of the Florida Peninsula, to Newfoundland. Menendez had anchored his ships in the River of Dolphins, modern Matanzas River, about 35 miles south of Fort Caroline. There, on August 28th, he had set about building a military base, which he called St. Augustine, in honor of the feast day upon which construction work had begun. After several weeks gathering intelligence about Fort Caroline from local Indians and harrying Ribot's fleet, he decided to mount a land attack on the French settlement. The journey from St. Augustine to Fort Caroline had proved dangerous and tiring. Though led by Francis Jean, a French defector who had lived in Fort Caroline, Menendez's troops got lost. They had to make their way through morasses and desert paths never yet trod, often up to their armpits in water, holding heavy knapsacks, ladders for scaling the fort's palisade, and harquebuses, a heavy forerunner to the musket, above their heads. They had finally reached a little rise in the ground overlooking Fort Caroline in the early morning of September 20th, the eve of the day of the blessed apostle and evangelist, St. Matthew. 
Menendith commanded his men to stay hidden in the woodland while the campmaster, Don Pedro de Baldez, and Francis Jean were sent ahead. They made their way through the thick undergrowth until they found their path blocked by a fallen tree. Turning back, a French sentinel, who was patrolling nearby, glimpsed them through the thicket. Qui va là? Who goes there? he called. Un Francais. A Frenchman, the Spanish captain replied, in a convincing accent. The sentinel approached, and as soon as he was within reach, Baldez drew his sword and slashed him across the face. The sentinel fell backwards, giving a shout. The cry carried through the thicket of trees, across the waterlogged clearing and turf embankment surrounding the French fort, through the wide gaps of its palisade, reaching the ears of Chaleur as he was leaving his quarters. Guards were summoned, and they rushed out to see what had happened, leaving the fort's gates open behind them. At the same moment, Menendez, thinking the cry was from his own campmaster, gave the order to attack.